This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, Spider VPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers. But you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using Spider VPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Hello and good evening to everyone. We're going to be talking about the uh, Leicester 1 Wolves nil. I'm going to have a laugh at myself because the guys in the green room backstage uh, are all having a little chuckle because uh, we did the full intro and everything and I talked for about a minute and then I forgot to press the live button. Uh, this is what happens with live shows. Uh, first one of the season, so uh, got a chuckle about that. But uh, obviously uh, you'll notice that I'm not joined tonight by my co-host, uh, Amy, and that's because she's had a hen do or something and she wasn't able to go to the game today, but she should be back uh, for the Tottenham uh, game. But I am joined tonight, I'm going to be joined by Paul, who's a, a regular and a friend of the show, Carl, um, Jeevan and Scott. And Scott has been recovering from COVID recently, so I'm glad he's feeling well enough to be able to join us today. And we're also going to be joined by a debutant tonight, Mr. Jack Morton, who uh, is one of my Instagrammers uh, on Dazzling Dave, and he goes home in a way, I believe, and he's going to be joining in with his comments as well today. But obviously, it's um, a slightly different show to normal, because normally all of us have watched it remotely um, on the TV, or you've watched my watch along with no fans, and today... The Premier League season is well and truly back. It's a full house at the King Power Stadium. It was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, the Wolves fans, I have to say, were absolutely in full voice, magnificent all the way throughout. It was such a good, it was such great vibe before, during, and after the game. 
and uh, Wolves put on a decent performance, even though we lost the game. So I'd like you, if you're in the comments, please join in. Um, make sure that you uh, do us a favour, smash a like on this video if you're already watching along and leave us some comments after the video and make sure you subscribe and hit the bell because there will be a match day vlog coming out on the channel from my experience today at the game. And of course, I've already put my reaction on, but we're going to get my first guest on live to the channel straight away. A very big, big friend for the show. I think he's been today. Hello, Paul. How are you? Hi, Dave. And uh, good evening to everyone that's joining in tonight. And yeah, fantastic. And massive thank you to my uh, partners with this show, uh, Spider VPM, who power this particular show and podcast. Paul, it's been a while since we uh, we spoke, and we do need to organise that game of tennis, mate, yeah. because um, we need to get that back on. I need to get used to your powering lobs to the back of the court because you know I'm only small. Paul, um, did you go today? I did indeed, and I have to say I went to the game with a bit of trepidation. I thought this could be a game where um, we could get turned over a little bit because got a new manager, a bit of uncertainty. Leicester have just beaten Man City, um, obviously a very strong team. But I have to say I've come, in, I've come away from the game feeling really positive, having watched that today, especially in the second half. So, yeah, lots more positives than negatives from today's showing. Oh, mate, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. I went into the game today, I've got to say, um, literally thinking to myself, we could, because obviously Bruno Large is trying to play this high line and everything. And with uh, the likes of Vardy um, and with the, the strike force that they've got, they've got a lot of speed, a lot of pace. And we have seen in pre-season, Paul, watching some of the matches that Wolves have got caught with that ball through the middle, uh, with them running on and playing the high line. And we did get caught a couple of times, but we played that offside for the first goal. But generally, I thought we managed Leicester on a whole. Bearing in mind, it's, you know, you haven't got your full strength back line in there. But Bolly's out. Uh, Yerson, who's come in and made a real impression, was out. And you've got um, Saïs again playing in the, the back three. Cody and Kilman, who I thought had a really good game. Uh, I thought we managed Leicester really well. What are your thoughts on that? I have to agree with you because there's two two key um, bits of evidence for that. They took James Madison off after an hour because he didn't have a kick. Yeah. And they took uh, Barnes off after about 70-odd minutes. So, for me, that's two bits of evidence to show that we were um, we were the team in the ascendancy. Um, Leicester even changed to a back three to um, mitigate the fact that we were in charge in the second half. Um just to pick up on a point that you mentioned there as well, um, Max Kilman, man of the match for me. Um, it seems like he's been given a bit of a brief to bring the ball out as well. Um, I've, for me, I've always felt that he's very comfortable on the ball, keeps it simple but effective. And it, not only was it good to see him play very well defensively, but I thought, especially in the second half, he was stepping into midfield, committing Leicester players. Um, and... I'm not going to say that he's going to solve our centre-half problems because I think everybody is in agreement. We need a top centre-half. We still do. But for me, it makes the issue um, less of an issue. And I think the number one priority really is, is midfield. But yeah, Max Kilman, top performance from him today. 
Yeah, I thought, I, I've got to admit, mate, I've been quite impressed by Kilman. Um, he played as well on the right side, which isn't yeah. his strongest side either, because he's more left-sided, isn't he, generally, Max? And um, I thought his positional play, uh, his composure on the ball, making the right decisions... Um, I thought he was he was really good, and he's starting to look to me like a Premier League uh, centre back. And um, we, we could have a bit of a solution in house. I do think we still need to bring in um, a, another centre back because Bolly seems to uh, be become a little bit more injury prone. It's also great to see Marcel going for his record consecutive games now six games without uh, in without injury because he was a bit made of glass uh, yeah. last year. And um, I'll be quite interesting to see what sort of midfielder you think we need to be bringing in, Paul. I think we we, we are crying out for a, a, a additional support in that area because Martinez, 34, he's, I mean, I still like pinch myself to think that we've got Martinez yeah. that's playing for our team and, and playing for us again. But he is, his legs are probably starting to go at that sort of level. I thought he did well today. Personally, I'd have liked to see us start with Neves and Dendonka like we finished with Villarreal. I just think we'd just look more attacking. But I thought he did have a decent game and Dendonka came in with about 20 minutes to go. Well, what, uh, who have you got in mind for that midfielder? It's hard to give a specific person because we recruit from abroad in general. My knowledge isn't fantastic about um, football on the continent. Um, I know that we're linked today with... Um, Oliveira from Porto. Don't know too much about him, but I know he's in, been in the Portugal squad. But for me, um, a bit like what Liam Keane said on your show last week, we need a, a midfielder who can run past Raul, um, can can run beyond the attackers, and um, it's just different to what we've what we've got. Um, I totally agree with you. I think Martinho today was really um, excellent. I'd love to see his stats actually because I don't think he gave the ball away once. Um, and it was him actually that put that great through ball through for Traore in in the first half. That's right. And uh, I mean Traore, you saw his pace because we were worried about Leicester doing exactly that to us. But we actually hurt them a couple yeah, of times doing did. the same. Yeah. And um, it seems like um, Traore seems to have a little bit of a freer role in the Bruno Large uh, side. He seems to be able to switch around that front line a lot more. I saw him and Trinko both switch sides uh, many times during the, the game. And I think you mentioned just before we were talking, before we came live on air, um, although he missed his chances today and, you know, it was a good chance, he didn't snatch at it. He tried to place it with composure, didn't he? He just put it past the post. Yeah, in the past... He's been guilty of snatching at chances or just trying to put his foot through the ball. Even though he missed two good chances today, for me, what was a positive was that he was trying to go for accuracy, trying to place the ball in, into the net. So that's progress um, for me. And I heard one Leicester player, uh, one Leicester fan, sorry, say um, on the way out of the game, I would not like to be playing against him. So even though he didn't take his chances today, Obviously, he still poses such a fantastic, unique threat for us. I don't think there's any player like him, really, in the league. So, especially reunited with Jimenez now, I'd be expecting those two to combine for goals over the forthcoming weeks. And as you said, he has got seems to have a bit more licence. He's not just got chalk on his boots. 
out on the wing. We saw him play quite narrow at times. We saw him crop up on the other side, but we did see him also still stay wide. So that just makes him more unpredictable and more difficult to defend against. And it gives him another string to his bow. Oh, absolutely. Um, Nightmare saying here about Trier's no awareness. He just walks and doesn't pass. But in preseason, he's made. He just really lazy. I don't. I didn't see that today. I thought he was wasn't lazy. I thought he did was looking for the pass. I thought he had a lot more awareness. I'm not sure whether I agree with that comment. Um, Thomas says I'd rather him hit a screamer. He seems to finish them. Well, that one that he uh, yeah. he did smack. Yeah, he does what he hits them that he can hit. So he did try to hit a couple as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's got that in his locker. Definitely, if you if you think about the goal he scored at home to Tottenham, at home to Man City. But sometimes when he's got time to think about a chance in the past, that's when he's been a bit wild. But yeah, um, you don't want to play against him, for sure. No, I, I don't. And I, th- I think Traore, um, personally, in terms of the transfer window, I think we need to bring those two or three players in. I think you're right about that midfielder. I think we need that... Box the box midfielder, that that midfielder that's got that engine on the in on him, that's got that real engine. I mean, maybe not quite in the Dave Edwards mold, but Dave Edwards had an engine in that sort of league that that, yeah. that he was doing. But someone that can really have that engine, I I think uh, Bruno Large is playing Neves a little bit further forward yes. than Nuno as well. Have you noticed but that? I noticed that today in the second half, particularly. He's never going to be. He's not a quick player, but he's mobile. He can run all day. And what I noticed in the second half was that he wasn't trying to run past Jimenez, but he was probably playing 10 to 15 yards on average higher up the pitch than he was last season. And I think that's one of the pleasing things about today for me. We didn't go and just park the bus and just try and catch them on the off chance of um, of, of a counter-attack. And actually, we went there today to get three points. And for me, that's a real positive that even though we lost, to me, I don't I don't feel that disappointed. I actually feel positive because I'm exactly, I'm exactly the same, mate. That's how exactly yeah. how I felt coming out the game. I went into the game with a bit of trepidation because what we've what we've seen in pre-season, obviously, uh, and obviously we're short on players with injuries. I mean, we've still got like Pedence coming back. It was a little hazard. I don't think we saw the best of him towards the end of last season because he was carrying that injury. But you see when he's fully fit, he can be a real nuisance and a real player. We're missing Pedro Neto. Um, obviously, we're missing um, who's the left wing back. What's Johnny. his name? Johnny Otto. Bolly's out as well. Yerson's out. So, we've got five injuries there. And if yeah. you, the bench did look a little bit thin today. It but is. you've got to keep faith. I think what you saw um, Bruno Lage saying in his interview, in his media interview, and he said it a few times in his press conference, is trust in the chairman. That suggests to me irons are in the fire and the signings will come. But I do think we need to hold on to Nevis and Traore. Um, I don't want to lose either one of those. Uh, I, I think we need to build around them, not lose one, because they're both seen today in you know seeing what um Triori's done and seeing Neves playing further at the pitch I think Neves can be more of an influence and Triori if he's got more of a free road I think he he's going to have a great season and his value is only going to go up and I think if we can keep them and because and we got them in September I think Triori will sign his new contract because he'll want the extra money 
and that means that hopefully if the market does come down the line in a year or january they'll they'll command a higher fee as well but i listened to uh odd talk sport on the way back and there was abby a, a, a bonglegor or whatever his name is from villa what used to play for villa okay. you know and he was saying and i was like what he was saying i think wolves are going to be in a relegation battle try or he wants to leave um, he doesn't look interested. He's not signing a new contract. I'm thinking, like, you know nothing, mate. It's like Trari didn't play like a player that doesn't want to be there. He played like someone that really wants to um, to impress and is enjoying his role. I don't know what you think. Yeah, and you, he's not the only person to tip us for relegation, actually. I was reading um, Tony Cascarino's column in The Times yesterday, and he's predicted that we finish 18th. And... I've walked away from that match today thinking this isn't a team that looks in danger of getting relegated. What I would say is that the goals have got to come though at some point because we don't want this to become a theme over the next few weeks. Oh, we had a good go. We were positive. At some point, and I know it's really early days, at some point the goals have got to come because that's been our Achilles heel definitely last season, a little bit the season before as well. So um, I think a releg- being relegated is a bit wide of the mark and I'm not worried about that, despite what some of the experts are saying. But at the same time, the goals have got to come. Yeah, to be honest, mate, you're absolutely right. That's the thing that's missing. Last week against Celta Vigo, today, we got into... I mean, we had 17 shots to, I think, Leicester's eight. I think we had five or six shots... Yep really in dangerous areas and they did put a few last uh, tackles in and there was a time when that one that Troyori was through in the second half when he thought he was going to shoot and then he checked back to Gibbs White and he just let Leicester get set and get a tackle in Um, but the goals if we play like this surely are going to come and just to finish off with um, on your part of the show um, Paul give us your thoughts um on what you're seeing from Jimenez. Do you think he's getting back to the Jimenez of old? I do, yeah. I think he's a, I think he looked like a class act today. And the only thing that really would have capped his performance was he's the one that you wanted the chance to, to fall to, and he didn't get. He didn't even get a half chance, actually, today. But I thought his link-up play was excellent. And the, he clearly knows that um, his head... Is, is an issue. So for me, what I think he's doing really well is using his body so that he's not having to head it, but he's holding the defender off and trying to take it on his chest a bit more. And um, I think the way he uses his body is so intelligent. And I think that's a massive factor in uh, helping to relieve a bit of pressure from our defence. Fabio Silva is going to be a great prospect for us, but he he's not able to hold the ball up yet he's not able to bring players into play. Jimenez gives you that, and he, other players will get into the game off the back of him being on the pitch. So to give you to give you a short answer to your question, yeah, it really does look like he's back. He looks lean. He looks sharp. His touch is very good. He looks like a class act, and all, all he needed today was a half chance. He did, mate, and um, I, I'm, I'm feeling really positive. Paul, absolute pleasure to have you on. Hopefully you can join us uh, again after the Tottenham match, if you can fit it in, because it's the first home match. It's going to be Bruno versus Nuno. 
and I'm feeling a lot more positive about next week. I think it will be emotional next week, though, going back to the uh, to the stadium. And uh, also, mate, look, I've seen on your Instagram that you've had a really nice holiday. So I hope the break's done you good. Yeah, definitely has. Always love going to um, Portugal. It wasn't nice paying for all the COVID tests that I've had to pay for, but no, it was worth it in the end. <laughs> no, brilliant, mate. And thank you very much for tonight, mate. And uh, let's hope we have a great season and those goals do come. That's Paul. Uh, friend of the show, again, making some fantastic points. Thanks ever so much, Paul. Yeah, nice to see you, Dave, and uh, see you soon, everyone. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you. Fantastic, uh, again, from Paul. And next off, uh, we have a make another debutant. Um, it is, I'm going to get this right, Jeevan. Have I got that right, mate? Not bad. Can you uh, get a bit closer because your mic's really, really low. I can't hear you. Is that better? It's a bit better, yeah. Okay, You're I'm just very quiet. You're just really quiet. That, that's better, yes, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Obviously, uh, uh, Jeevan... For those of you that don't know, is Manny's son. And you work and do a lot of stuff with the foundation, don't you, Jeevan? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And you were, along with your brother and your dad, um, you were basically uh, there today at the stadium. Um, and how did you find the uh, the game and how did you find the atmosphere? Um, I, think, I think everyone can agree we've missed having the crowd, haven't we? Uh, especially on an away day. I've missed my away days. So, no, it's really good having the fans back after a long 18 months. Um, yeah, I think today's game, um, second half especially, is very similar to the Celta Vigo match. So, first half, we're sort of finding our way in the game. Then in the second half, you could clearly see that, obviously, at half-time, Bruno's had a chat with the players, um, we need to get in their half, we need to get in their faces a bit more. Um, so, yeah, um, similar to Paul, really. I thought we performed really well, but as Bruno said in his interview um, after the game, it's based on result, isn't it? So, if you don't score goals, very simple, you won't win football matches. So, we need to find a way where we can score more goals. Um whether that's going to be through transfers, whether that's going to be through playing a few games and slowly getting there, I don't know. But it's clear to me that Bruno wants two to three players. He said that he's back in the board, that they're going to get that done. And I've heard that Sergio Oliveira is linked with us, so he'll be a good addition because I know he's quite attacking-minded as well. I've seen him play at Porto in the Champions League. Um yeah, um, in terms of that second half again, obviously you had Kelman and Sice playing a bit more attacking, which was quite surprising. Very similar to what someone like Sheffield United did with their back three, where they had the two attacking and one dropping back. I think it was Cody, the only one who was sitting back in the second half. Sice and Kelman playing almost like a third winger. So um, I thought that Kelman on the right side, he caused a lot of problems. Um I think it was their left back, Thomas. Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, um, I think it was Hoover, Kilman, Trinkau, all three of them were causing him problems because he 
wasn't sure which one to mark, which one to close down. Um, we had a lot of crosses coming in from that side as well. And also, I want to give a shout out to Marcel as well. I thought he was really solid in that left back position today. Um, going forward as well, making those forward runs, got a few good balls in as well. Um, Traore as well, that could have been the difference, that chance he had in the first half where he just hit it wide. Um, unfortunate, really, because after that, I thought his confidence went quite low after that. Um, I think, was it the third chance he had where he was through on goal? Then he sort of dragged it back and passed it back. Yeah, that's the one we talked about. Uh, he, he, he was through, you thought he was going to shoot, yeah. and then he passed it back to Morgan, and he gave Leicester a chance to get the block in, didn't he, from the shot? Yeah, 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 that as well. Um they're the, they're the moments which change games as well. Um, so, um, yeah, it is what it is, really. Um, again, what what I'm seeing from Bruno is he definitely wants to get another defender in as well because I think we definitely do need another centre-back because if we want to play a back four, we need two centre-backs who know how to play in that back four as well. Um, and obviously that allows us to play an extra attacking player as well, which we need with Raul, because I thought at times we weren't getting enough service into him today. Um, so I think if we get another centre-back in, I'd go 4-4-2 so we can have that sort of, sort of supporting player or even a 4-4-1-1 where we have that attacking midfielder as well. It just gives us more options going forward as well. Obviously, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, Mike, what did you... Um, uh, let's just give us a taste um, of the uh, of what you felt about the day and the atmosphere and the fans today. How good was it to be? You were right in the midst. I saw where you were. You were to my left, halfway up, in the corner. I sent a photograph of, uh, of you lot that I got um, to your dad. I don't know if you showed it yet. Um, what did you What did you feel about the uh, the the whole experience today of being back at the game? Honestly, it was brilliant. Um, I thought the crowd today were absolutely brilliant, singing non-stop until the final whistle. Um, again, um, I thought we outclassed the Leicester fans as well. I think that was one of the quietest grounds I've been to in a while. Yeah, they had that little slither to yeah. the left of us that were their singers, and that was about all they had. That yeah. was about about it. That was their South Bank. Considering they've won the FA Cup, don't forget the Community Shield, doing well in the league for a few seasons, are still not really as passionate. They had the they had the little clappers out again today, didn't they, Leicester? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those, isn't it? But I thought our crowd today, absolutely brilliant. Um, considering we've lost half our songs from last season as well. No, they've got to make a load of new songs. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, um, fans were brilliant. Performance was brilliant as well. thought every player on that pitch gave it their all. It's just that scoring goals. Because, um, as I said before, it's the results business. You need to score goals to win games. You look at United today. Even look at teams like Watford. I know they won 3-2, but you've still got to score goals. Was it 3-2 in the end against Villa? Yeah, they were 3 yeah. up, weren't they? They came back. Yeah. Um, Everton 1-0 down. They scored three goals. So it just shows that in this league, to win games, you need to score goals. Exactly. And hopefully the goals will come. As Paul said, 
Yeah. You know, we're saying about how many chances we create, how positive we were, but if it'll wear very thin, very fast, if we don't start putting these uh, things. Vardy only, re I mean, he had that offside that he put away, but he, he only really had one half chance and he scored off it. It was a really good goal. And then he came over and started giving it large to the Wolves fans. Uh, Nightmare has said on here, did you see... Vardy held to the Wolves fans. The answer to that question is, mate, yes. And I've got right, it full on my, my match day vlog. I've captured that and it'll be on there tomorrow. You can see what I mean. But I didn't think there was any need for that from Vardy. Um, it was a great goal. Yeah. Um, Lacked a bit of class yeah. there, I thought. When you, when, you see, when you see that against other clubs, you, you have a laugh, don't you? Let's be honest. Um, Obviously, there's that banter side to it as well, but there wasn't really much need for that. But I suppose that's the character, the character he is. Um, I thought the finish was good from him when he scored. It's just he's just a class striker, isn't he? At the end of the day, he is. He's class, and we generally did quite good. So, uh, Jeevan, to finish off on who's you, you what you're going to give the performance rating out of ten, yeah. and what is who was your man of the match? Um, so the performance rating, I'll give it a 7.5. I thought overall for the game, I think we had more shots than them. I think second half especially, we had about 14 attempts. They only had two. Um, so performance-wise, we've done really well. Again, I would have gone a bit higher if we would have won, obviously, and got the goals. Um, then my man of the match, I'm going to give it to Kilman just because of the Kilman again. That's two votes for man of the match. He's leading on tonight. will be interesting to see what everyone else is. Jeevan, uh, it's great uh, that you've made your debut tonight. Thanks for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. And hopefully you can come on as well as your dad in the future as well. It's brilliant. And hopefully um, see you down at Molyneux next Sunday for the uh, for the reunion. Yeah, yeah. And keep up the great work with. Uh, with, of course, uh, the, the Wolves Community uh, Foundation. And I'll obviously see you on Samosa Saturday uh, just before the United game, mate. Yeah, see you then. All the best, buddy. All right, then. See you later. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. That's uh, Jeevan making his uh, debut. Uh, we've got Paul, um, sorry, we've got Carl, Jack and Matt uh, to come on. Um, but let's get to um, and Scott. But let's get to Jack next. Hi, Jack. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Can you hear fantastic, me? Fantastic to have you uh, on the show tonight, mate. Um, you messaged me on the Insta. You're making your debut. Did you go today? Yes, I did, mate. Yes, I did. And um, how good was it to be back? Quite shocked, to be honest. I was a bit emotional, to be honest, being back in the stadium for nearly 18, two years. It's quite quite emotional. Uh, I, I felt that as well, mate. And uh, if you like, we tasted a bit of that today. But can you imagine how emotional it's going to be yeah. next week? Yeah, especially with the reunion, as you just said. I I agree with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's. I'm thinking the reunion really. It's a, it rather than Nuno. I'm thinking of a reunion of like all the people that sit around you or stand around you in the stands yeah. that you might have not seen for 18 months. I went, obviously, to the Celta Vigo game, but obviously there's a lot that didn't go. Summer holidays, people away on holiday, and obviously a few fans that get the seats that you don't know, which is great. But, like, I always said with the pandemic, I wanted us to all come back together. 
we left together and come back together. And next weekend, it it I do think it's going to be. I think Molyneux is going to be absolutely rocking to the raptures, and I do think that it's going to be loud. And obviously, we do have. Uh, I think Nuno will get a good reception uh, from the fans because we never really had the proper chance to say goodbye to him or everyone. But aside from that, we just want a performance. We want to score goals, and we want to absolutely tank Tottenham next week. Hmm. Yeah, I can't, can't disagree anymore with you on that one, mate. The only thing is, like you said earlier, with Paul and Jaheev, the goals. We just, we, uh, Jimenez, he, yeah, he didn't really have a chance, right from honest. He had a couple of headers, um, which, to be honest with you, they, I thought they defended quite well, to be honest with Leicester at the end, uh, when he changed it to a back three to help. They managed uh, the game back. out, didn't they? They, yeah. managed the, they managed the game. And, uh, mate... So what what did you think uh, getting onto the actual performance itself today? What's your takeaways from that? Um, first half, if I'm being brutally honest, I wasn't impressed. I, I wasn't impressed at all. First half, I thought it was a bit slow. I thought it was getting obviously first minutes of the season. You've got to get used to it again. I mean, Troy always miss. I don't know how he's missed that. If I'm being brutally honest, I'm not being really for him. And as on the end of that, he would have scored. You know, for well he would have. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was good. It's good to see um, that, he, like Paul said, he didn't just snatch at it. He did try to place it. Bit yeah. composure. I think you. I think you're right. Raul would have buried it uh, without a shadow of doubt. And um, that's the one part of Traore's game. If he could just get that finish, if he could just add finishing to his game, his all-round game would be about there. I thought he had a decent game. He uh, he was lively. He caused problems for it again. Yeah. He, he, Vardy, as I say, he had a half chance, he puts it away. We had more than half chances and we didn't put them away. And then at the end of the day, we lost the game because we couldn't put the ball in the back of the onion bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that completely. Who impressed you from Wolves on the pitch today? Um, like everyone else has said so far, got to be Max Kilman for me, man of the match. I thought he was outstanding. That's three. I thought, I thought he was outstanding. Man of the match from Kilman. Um, who else? I thought played. What well. do you like about Kilman, mate? He's just really comfortable on the ball. I, I, I've never seen like, obviously I've seen Bolly do it a couple of times, but Kilman, like he had that chance where he's gone literally halfway across the pitch to cut in, and I'm thinking for a centre half, I'm like, wow, okay. I think he's done really well there, to be honest with you. He's, yeah, he's a really good player. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see he's been given a chance again because obviously he was not in favour with Nuno and now he's been given a chance. Yeah, he's, he's made, to be honest, if he plays like that every week, he's going to be uh, he's going to be making a case to keep it down. We do need to strengthen at the back. Uh, yeah, without agree with that. completely but, agree with um, that. Obviously, Bruno does want to be able to play out of the back. He wants people that are comfortable on the ball. Um, and you can definitely see that in Kilburn. And he does have a he does have a good positional play, and he was playing on the opposite side of where he normally would like to play. And he's got very much composure on the ball. Um, so, I mean, what were your thoughts on Trinkau? Not, not he was okay. I mean, it, to be quite honest with you, he reminded me of when Pedro Neto first came, where I was a little bit like, oh, is this going to be? A player that we've not heard of, he didn't really. I mean, I've been to a few pre-season games, and I'm, I'm not today was probably his best one I've seen him play. I wasn't really. He was better than he was in the other ones. Um, 
but you like you like you've said before with players they come in they, they don't start brilliantly but under the the guidance of like Nuno and obviously now Bruno he he'll easily turn that around I think he'll be a good player I think so I I like the look of him he's got tricks with him sometimes he plays the tricks in there in the wrong place, there was a, a real opportunity in the ta- right in their area where he did this little flick and he lost the he lost the possession. And um, I thought he did really well. And um, you know, where do you think we need to strengthen uh, before the transfer deadline? And uh, who would you let go? Anyone out the current side, or do you want to keep? I would definitely, like you've said in the last person, I'd definitely get a Dharma signed on a new contract. That'd be the first thing I'd do. Um, I'd build the team around Neves and Nadam exactly like you've said, and I completely agree with you on that. Um, I'd probably buy another, like you said, a box-to-box midfielder, like Sir like the Oliveira, like you've said. I'd even go out and get another centre-half. Yeah, I think that's definitely... I think Bruno definitely wants that option of playing four at the back, the 4-3-3 formation. But at the moment, we're not able... I don't think he's got the, uh, the personnel to play that. I think that's why he's gone with the three. Um, you know... And it worked quite well, and you know I was quite positive about the uh, about the actual whole day and experience. I mean, you've, you've given Max as your man of the match uh, to finish off on. Um, what would you give the performance rating today out of ten? I would give it an eight. I think first half it was hit and miss. Second half, I thought we we outplayed them. I'm being brutally honest. I thought second half we out, we really outplayed them. Uh, but there's improvements, like you said, and I think the the only thing that I will say is it's the clinical side of things where we had, like you said, 17 shots, did you say? And, 17 uh, shots, apparently, many, today, mate. Was it like four or five in this day? Uh, they had the main one and scored. That's the difference. Well, pretty much, yeah. Uh, we had, I think they had about eight shots to our uh, 17. So it just goes to show. And to be fair, I thought we, were, you know, we deserved a point. But if you don't put the ball in the net then you don't deserve anything. And um, I think, from me, my take out on it, I think with most people, I'm positive. I can see signs of what he's trying to do. And we, we it was entertaining and we showed fight and passion. It was a, probably the most entertaining I've seen Wolves in 18 months, pretty much. But yeah. we've got to be scoring. And if we don't start scoring, it will become old at very, very soon uh, in, in the near future. So hopefully... It, one of these times that the balls are going to start off. I've said for ages at one some some point Wolves will absolutely wallop someone. Everything yeah. will go in. I hope it's next weekend, mate. Oh, mate, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. You can imagine what the fans will be like if it happens. Oh, mate, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to get on. Um, um, oh, Scott. Oh, he's here. I'm going to get on Scott next, mate. Jack, thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight and. Uh, you know, just drop us a message if you ever want to get on. And I hope you've enjoyed coming on the show. To be fair to you, I do sit in the North Banks at lower tier, so I probably will see you in there. So I'll, I look forward to seeing you again. That's fine. Hopefully see you next weekend then, buddy. Yes, no problem, mate. All the way. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yes, you too, Dave. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. So that's Jack. Next, we're going to get on Scott. Oh, Scott's disappeared. He was here a second. Oh, Scott's back again. He's like... Scott is like the okie cokey at the moment. He's in and out. And then we've got Carl and then we've got Matt from Germany and Berlin to finish. Scott is gone again. Right, so we're going to get uh, Carl on next then and then Scott will come back. Carl, Scott, 
is in and out like the uh, proverbial okey cokey. Um, Carl, yes, okay. um, have you watched the game today? Well, I watched it two ways. I watched it on a stream on the internet and also I did with a little bit of a watch along with some of the Leicester City fans. Oh, right. Fantastic. And how were they what, uh, feeling? Well, they were saying we played better than they did with all the amount of chances we had. So they said that we were lucky not to get a point in that game and they were very impressed how Max Kilman was playing. So they were saying they were really worried when they had to change formation, change a lot of things. No, absolutely, mate. I think I uh, definitely agree. And um, could you hear the fans on the stream that you were watching? Yes, I could hear them. They were very loud. <laughs> yes, it was loud. And I've, I've, I've got my match day blog coming out tomorrow uh, once I've edited it. And uh, I've got some brilliant fan footage of the fans singing. And I can tell you it was blooming loud. And it was just brilliant to be inside uh, the stadium. So, but you obviously you watched it on the uh, on the TV uh, yes. today. Uh, from watching it from afar, what did you make of uh, the performance and who impressed you? Well, again, Max Kilman impressed me. The team played very well. The best they could do with the with the squad they've got available. I'd love to have seen a bit more attacking with Adama. Obviously, getting that chance, obviously, which he missed, which was a shame. But I just can see some positives coming out of the game, and I think. If you look at it for the next game against Tottenham, I think you'll probably find they'll take, take some of those chances. Well, I'm hoping so, mate, because we do need to start taking our chances. It was, to be honest, I couldn't believe we didn't score last weekend, but today, we never scored. I'm just like, I'm like, just, I mean, Cody did put the ball in the net, but he was offside. No, I was going to mention that because of like when they said Cody was toward that poked in from one yard out to get that. Mean, it was offside. I thought, oh, flipping heck. Here we go. Yeah, again. he was offside, offside back again. <laughs> he was offside, to be fair, but at least he did finish. He did finish it, so that was uh, good. And obviously, Cody's going up. Uh, obviously, going to be. Looks like he's going to be going up more for set pieces. One of the things I'm looking for for improvement from Wolves from last year is how we are on set pieces, both defensively and offensively. I thought we dealt with Leicester's uh, set pieces. Uh, very well today, but again, we wasn't able to make the most of our set pieces. I think that's something that we definitely got to look at uh, improving. Um, we need to get as many goals from set pieces as well as open play. I think. Yeah, but one question more I would put think is what, what do you think about Hoover's performance today? Because I think Hoover was quite poor today. I think Samedo was very unlucky to be dropped out of the squad today. Especially when I he think, played against Salta Vigo. Like, well, I heard what you said about Salta Vigo. He played well. I think probably Hoover got the nod because Samedo had been obviously isolating because of COVID and maybe he wasn't fully match fit. I was surprised he didn't come on. Um, <clears throat> and I, th I thought uh, Aitnari might come on as well on the other side because he's a bit more offensively as the wing-backs. I thought Hoover did well. He's a young lad, but I was a little bit more nervy on that side than I was with Marcel, who's got a bit more experience, stronger body. I thought he, he looked quite good. I was quite impressed with Marcel. But Hoover, you know, I do think he's got weaknesses, but I think he's still a young lad and he hasn't had that much game time at this level. So he did he did okay. Um, I thought I thought he covered as well a bit at the back a couple of times when we uh, were thinking. But 
again, you do a little bit worry with Hoover, but I think he was solid without being fantastic. But I would have liked to have seen Samedo come on um, on that side because we, you know. But at the end of the day, he, he he was getting the ball a lot. Hoover, he did try, he did that one cross where it went straight out of play, but he was trying to get to the byline and get across. But you just think Samedo on that side would have a little bit more trickery to get behind the players. He's got a little bit more speed. With the last twenty minutes, I was a bit disappointed we didn't see Samedo. I was very disappointed not to see, but the thing is, I'm not the manager, and he's the one who knows he knows the players there. But it's like we do need like a holding midfielder that we are lacking that just that little bit of bite. We do. So, mate, just to finish off, um, your man of the match and your performance rating for the game, Max Kilman again. <laughs> Max Kilman, we're gonna are we gonna have a clean sweep? We've got Scott and Matt to come, and it's Max Kilman again. And your performance rating? Seven point five. Seven point five. Absolutely brilliant. Carl, thank you very much for coming on, and also thank you for being one of my members on the channel as well. It's much no appreciated support. No and problem, I hope mate. we'll see you on again next we'll week. Probably see me next next weekend. <laughs> brilliant. All the best, mate. All the best to you. Cheers. Cheers. So that's Carl. We've just leaves us with Scott and Matt. Um, and next up is Scott. Scott, great to see you. I can see that you're rocking the Mexico jersey today. Scott, you've not been very well, have you? Uh, no. Uh, been ill with COVID, unfortunately. But I'm getting to the end of it now, I think. So um, for those that are watching, can you just tell me, you know, how it's been for you with COVID? Because are you what, you in your 30s? Yeah, I'm 33 now. Um, and to be honest, it's been horrible. Um, it's one of them where I showed no symptoms. And then I did start to feel a bit out of breath when I was doing some football training. So the following day, I weren't feeling great when I woke up. Did one of those home t tests that you can get. And um, yeah, came back positive. So I sent off for my actual proper it's test from the government. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, that came back positive and I've been self-isolating, but it's been horrible. Um, I've still got a cough now that I can't shift. It's a consistent one. But according to the the doctors, that's normal. I'm going to have that for a while now. Other than that, there's nothing else wrong with me now. I'm feeling quite well. You're starting to get better, you said, but you were it just you just caught it just before you were about to get the vaccine, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, just my luck. Um, had the vaccine booked, the first one. And then, yeah, two days before I was scheduled to go in, um, yep, got hit down with it, which is just, it's just my way. It always happens to me, something like that. So, but yeah, I would, for me, for me, vaccines are a must. Um, I've got to wait a month now until I can have it because of me recovering from COVID. But um, yeah, definitely need it, especially if it helps with what you go through. It's help a lot because for two days I was in bed I didn't get out of bed and that's definitely not like me and what would you say to anyone that's not had the vaccine yet just consider it I know I've got a lot of friends that don't want it um, for whatever reasons that they have and I've had a lot of, got a lot of friends that have already had it so for me personally for my personal preference I would have it just because obviously I want to protect myself and my family and not make it stop us doing anything down the road. But I do understand from the other side of the view, some um, people's opinions where they haven't heard much 
about it. They want to know, you know, different things about like uh, what's the repercussions from having it and stuff like that. I get I'll tell that. you what. I'll tell you what, Scott. The repercussions from having the vaccine is maybe a sore arm or a bit of a, you know, after a couple of days, I've had, yeah. I had always a vaccine. We'll get onto the match in a second, and then I was a bit ill the second time. I'll tell you what. I'd rather have that than uh, than be be anyway poorly with covid to be honest and uh, like you said you said the right thing it's not just about protecting yourself it's also about protecting your family and friends because you might be okay but there might be someone else that's not so well said scott and uh, i would personally encourage anyone uh, to do that not just for yourself but for everyone else the more of us that do the more we get back to normal and today was normality, Scott, and you've obviously been watching it on the telly. Have you uh, seen the game from your perspective? Um, yeah, so going into the game, I was nervous um, just because new era, new manager, new style, and going up against a Leicester team that are on a roll at the minute. Um, they finished the season strong, won the FA Cup, and then they went on to win the, the Community Shield recently. So I always knew this was going to be a tough game for us. Um, I predicted 2-1 to Leicester and I reckoned that we was going to be 2-0 down and we'd be like stronger near the end of the second half and pull one back through Jimenez or something. And then just that would be as far as we would go and we'd lose 2-1. What I saw today, um, it, it weren't great, but it wasn't bad either. There's a lot of positives there. There's a lot to work on, improve on. We still got to, Remember, we've got a lot of players out and who are scheduled to come back, like Neto, Podence, Johnny, um, just to name a few. And it's one of them where, if you look at the positives, um, we played well, we kept our shape, we had our chances, but that Traore miss, um, it just goes to prove... Were you off you... your chair when he was going through, Scott? Oh, yeah. Like, literally, when he was one-on-one with the keeper, I said I said to my lads, I was like, this is a goal all day. And then when it went by the side of the post, I was like, you got how the hell's he missed that? Like, do, do you know what it reminded me of a little bit? It's almost like that miss <laughs> from, uh, from the chappy in the England-Germany game when he did the same thing. He thought he was hmm. going to put it in, he put it past the post. Very similar, but it was the other post. Yeah, but to be honest, Traore, I can't fault him in this game at all. Um, considering like what the commentators were saying as well, that like um, Bruno Lag- Lager was in his ear constantly from the touchline, telling him where to run and everything. So, and Troy was listening, he was battling, he's fighting. So it's one, it's one of them where I was um, proud of Troy's performance. I think he shined more than Trinko and Raul for me in this game. Um, but he was just one of them that if you don't put a chance away like that, like if that was Raul one-on-one, guaranteed he would have gone in. Yeah. Guaranteed. But Traore, we know he ain't famous for shooting. Like he does have, he does have a shot in him, but like he ain't known for it. And there is a that... point that could be made. <laughs> there you go. There's your after effect of your COVID. Um, <laughs> because of um, Traore's speed, he, he, his speed got him into that position. Maybe yeah. Raul, although yeah, he would have finished it. He probably hadn't got the speed to get into to get past the two defenders. I can't remember who played the through ball, but it was a beautiful ball. Martinez. As well. Yeah, beautiful ball. Um, but that's the thing, though. Like I was trying to say, like if he, if you miss a chance like that, and then you give somebody a, like Vardy the opportunity to score, 
and it was a good finish by Vardy. I've got to admit, it was chance. a what, really was it good finish. Chance, quarter of a chance. Yeah. Um. Literally, he's got he's got to score them all day, and it's it's one of them that that's what this game boils down to. It's a game that if we don't put our chances away, we will get punished by a team like Leicester, who are on a roll at the minute and got a striker like Vardy. But um, I'd, I'm not too disheartened by it. It's the first game of the season under new management, under a new regime, a new way of playing. What I would like to see us is like Bruno's supposed to be more famous for um, being an attacking-minded manager. Looking at that today, I wouldn't have said that was attack-minded football. I think... Personally, Even though we absolutely battered Leicester in the second half, and we had seventeen shots to their eight. To be to be honest, second half, um, I was expecting us to come out like that because we've we've been known to do that, like in the second half, be the stronger team. But I still I still think that if we had started more brightly, more attack attacking off the off front, um, I don't think Leicester would have got their goal. I think we would have had more chance of scoring in that first half, um. Although saying that, Scott, we did have the chance to score with Traore, and then yeah. obviously it was a half chance that Leicester. I mean, Leicester are at home, so you, the, the onus is on the probably on the home team. Um, I thought we gradually took control, and I also think we're in a, a transition phase where they're getting used to his ideas, and we've not got all the squad like that someone said so many out, and we've got still got to get some players in. I thought, considering we went behind, although <laughs> it's, you've got to look at it and go, one, we didn't score in the first half. Two, we went behind again. We're playing three at the back. You can say, oh, it's, and then we played better in the second half. It's You can almost hark back to say, well, this is exactly how it's been for the last 18 months of, you know, not scoring, going behind, playing better in the second half. But I saw... Even though that was the case, I saw a different Wolves. Um, I felt like we were, the way we pinged the ball about, we looked with, with some quality, but we've got to put the ball in the in the onion bag, mate. We've just got to. Well, I've I paid um, for, you know, when you could pay to see the six pre-season games. I paid for that and I was watching them all and I got to see them live at Stoke as well because I went to Stoke. And... You could see what he was try, trying to do with the team, and there was elements there in every in all of those games of what he was trying to do, and seeing the new lads as well, and seeing how well they were performing as well. Um, like Masquera, I think is a great signing for us. Yes, um, yeah, 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 great. He's signing he's, for us. Um, he's a bit John Smith's in it, no nonsense. Yeah, and he's got pace. Um, and he he's already become a a, a fan favourite, even though he was bought. And if he hadn't got injured, I think he'd have started today. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I can't. Once he's fit again, I can't see um, him not starting every game this season. But you look at um, our defence today. I was proud of them. I thought Sace had a good game. I think he was the best out of of all three. I thought Kilman. I thought Kilman had a good game, and that that bit of skill and the chance that he had up top um, in the second half was brilliant. He surged through. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and Cody as well. Cody stopping Vardy many times, um, yeah. getting through with last-ditch challenges. I think the back three had a really decent game. Um, but I do think that that back three won't be the back three going forward. It'll definitely be Cody, probably Bolly, Yerson. 
going forward. But and just shut or another, which we bring in before the window shuts. Poss- possibly, yeah. And but he like, might switch to a back four at some point. He might, he may do, but it depends what he's he wants to do. Like if he is, he's more famous for being more attacking. So let's hope that he does something where we got we could basically like score a lot of goals, but at the same time not concede many. And this is why I think with Yerson coming in. I think I'll make that defence a lot stronger, so I'll make us more comfortable going forward and getting the goals. Jimenez, for me, is ready. Um, he showed glimpses of it today. This probably wasn't his best game, but in pre-season, he showed what he could do as well. So I'm confident Raul's going to be in the goals this season. Um, Trincao, for me, I need to see a bit more of. Um, Traore, I think, is going to be a beast this season. But for me, we need Neto back as soon as possible. Like, if you've got Neto, Traore, and then Jimenez in the middle, and that's Pardent. a perfect attack for me. Yeah, Pardens as well. Pardens as well. As well. Yeah. But like you said um, earlier, that, you know, it was pr- probably a really weak bench, and it is, considering when you look at who we've got out. Um, so once they all come back, I'm confident that this team could do well. Like, we've been made favourites by a couple of pundits to go down. I don't know where this... I don't I'm know where they're seeing that. We are on on uh, on Talksport, and I was like, "What the hell are you on, mate?" Not yeah. after today's performance. I don't I don't see us being one of the first to go down. I still feel there's a few teams in the Premier League that are a lot worse than us. Um, for me personally, I can't see us getting between eighth and tenth if we play our game and you know we get more attacking football on the go and we don't concede as much. But I'll settle for somewhere like twelfth. To be honest, in Bruno's first season, just to get the gist and a of, cup run. yeah, and a cup run. Oh, it'd be nice to have a cup run. Um, just to get the gist of basically Bruno trying to implement what he wants to do, and then maybe have another um, transfer window where he can bring in additions that he thinks that he needs, and maybe lose a few lads that we we no longer um, need either. And I do think maybe you know the future is bright for us, but it's too early to say. Oh, it is, do- mate. We're in uh, we're in this transition. And to sum up, um, in terms of like who you're going to give your man of the match to, and yeah. of course your performance rating, uh, what are you going to go for? Performance rating, I'll give it a seven because, like I said, it weren't bad, it weren't good. Um, there is a lot that we can still improve on, but seven for me is a good number. Man of the match, I'm going to break the mold here. I know everybody's got Kilman, but for me, it was Traore. Traore shined in this game. So it's um, not a full house for Kilman then. And we back to Kilman. It'd be interesting to see what he goes for. Um, Troy was one man match. On TV today, he was everywhere. And you could see Bruno shouting at him. And the commentators were saying it as well. That he's he's telling basically Troy where to run. And Troy didn't moan. He didn't um, grumble. He just got on with it, listened to his manager. And there's so many times that Troy created opportunities, had opportunities himself. And he deserves my man in the match, I reckon. I, I think that shows as well that Wolves are not going to accept any offers for uh, for him because if Bruno yeah. wants him, uh, we're not going to sell him. Uh, well, like Fusen think... like have said, unless it's a really crazy offer that they can't say no to, Troy ain't going anywhere. It wasn't exactly. And I think the same is for Neves because yeah. I, I just think, you know, and interestingly enough, apparently Rafa Mir's coming back for training on Monday as well. Well, the last... Been... The... The last thing Bruno said when it was about Rafa that he's coming back to Wolves. He's going to have a word with him, see where his mind is. If he if he wants to fight for a place here, great. He'll get him into the, you know, working and fighting for it. But if he doesn't, and it's like Katrani, he ain't happy, he wants to go, then they will try and do their best to move him on. Exactly. He wants happy players. 
um, and he wants players that want to be here. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes once he's talked to him. It's good that Bruno's taking stock and they're giving him to take chance to take stock. I think it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Hopefully, we'll have a good performance against uh, Tottenham. Scott, thank you very much for coming on today. And can I also say, mate, I really hope that cough goes very, very soon uh, for you because I know that you're a top lad and you want to get out with your Bushbury Hill lads as well. So, I know. Uh, I ain't been with them for a week and I'm not going to be with them for another week now So because well, the, no. the missus has got COVID now. So I've got to be – I'm in a bubble, so I've got to self-isolate again for another 10 days. Well, so, I hope she gets well too, mate. What's... Thanks for coming on today, mate. I appreciate it. Ah, no worries, man. No worries. All right, and hopefully you can come on next weekend too. All the best, Scott, buddy. All the best. Dropping that top. Cheers. Sure, mate. Sure. So that's uh, Scott. And last but no means least, a bit dark, but all the way over in uh, sunny or dim Berlin. Are you still, are you in Berlin at the moment, Matt? I'm I'm about uh, 45 minutes east of Berlin in Brandenburg. So like there's a sort of foresty area. We've got like a little sort of weekend house. We hang out here. Is it is it too dark or is it is it okay? It is a bit dark on the screen, but we can hear you. And on the podcast, no one's going to be able to see you at all. Let me let me try and find some light then. Is that is that better? Yeah, because you've you got the light behind you there. Is that, that, is that, how's that work? Is that good? It's, it's kind of getting there. Ghost man, I'll be. Ge- no, you're getting darker, mate. We've getting got. Darker, car- hang on. Hang on, hang We've on, got hang a on. character in uh, Oh, now, now we're getting some light. That's that better. We can see uh, yeah, the Neves look a lot. But yeah, we have a character called Ghostman and he's famous for uh, being in his dark shed. And, not, and like people keep trying to emulate him and uh, and be dark. But that would, that's much better. In fact, mate, it's brilliant. You've kind of got these like uh, lights. Like a halo effect going. A halo right? effect that's, uh, that's coming out. As, as uh, I think you said, Ghostman too. Mate, uh, how have you watched the game today in Berlin? Uh, I watched it on the... T- uh, we, we've got a, a, a stream on TV and watched it uh, in the garden. Fa- oh, I've got, got, got to say, though, before we talk about the, uh, the sort of result, it's amazing seeing a full house again. Like, having 3,500 Wolves fans at the, gr- at the ground and, and having a full house and, and the fans back in singing. I mean, last season was rough in general as a Wolves fan. It was pretty bad football. It was It was grim. Like, it wasn't particularly exciting but I think that the, the biggest thing was having no fans there was, without fans there's no drama and having fans back today and having the, the away lads singing 20 minutes Bruno's, Bruno, Bruno's Barmy Army it was, oh it was yeah all, kept like, going on forever it's all, I was it's all singing to the Leicester fan 18, 18 months and you still don't sing I mean I mean, they, they have got a section which I call the slither that were really singing. That was on the left-hand side. Other than that, they were a bit... I was surprised with that. They were a bit on the quiet side. I thought the Wolves fans... Um, maybe I'll say that because I was in the middle of it, but we, I felt like we outsang the Leicester fans. I mean, number one, it's, it's pretty Tim Pop to have your own singing section. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's already pretty embarrassing. But yeah. I mean, the, 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 non, the non-UK commentator already uh, commentated about saying how loud the Wolves fans were compared to the Leicester fans. Especially in that first half when we had no ball. No, I thought it was. I thought it was amazing. I mean, having having a full house back at the football this is what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like the results important, the game's important, but having having people back at the ground and the drama that's what it's all about. I'll tell you what. But having been <sighs> having been there and been uh, all part of the build up and walking up to to the uh, to the the stadium and walking in and being part of it and singing and the atmosphere and. It was and being at the game, like you say, with a full stadium, it was 
it was it was oh you just realize how much you miss it and it was yeah. like oh my god i've missed this and, it, and and maybe because we hadn't had our 18 for months it was even more but i'm just thinking what molyneux is going to be like a week on sunday i just think it's just going to be intense I, I i would i would sell one of my children to go to molyneux on saturday next week to watch the game i mean seriously it's going to be absolutely banging i i think i really think it will be uh, mate, because we were the, the Wolves fans were unbelievable today, absolutely magnificent. And you're, I think you're, uh, you've got one of the retro shirts. Is that the tire mark shirt that you've got on? There you go. That is a Wolves classic. It's kind of like the Marmite shirt. Did you get there off the retro range? Sent I did. Yes, yeah. so I, I only, I only buy Marmite shirts. So I've got this one, and I've got the last season's away kit, the sky blue clouds. Like I only deal in like iconic slash controversial shirts you know what i mean yeah but you rock them uh really well so mate watching the uh, the game in the garden over there in germany uh what did you uh think of the uh, the overall performance and who impressed you the most i i don't it's it's interesting right because i'm not i'm not home in the midlands often so i'm i'm overseas so i, I get a lot of my sort of wolves news from twitter or molyneux mix or you know like chatting on, on, on WhatsApp and sort of the impression you get from the Wolves fans on digital is very sort of negative or like, oh, you know, Nuno's gone and, you know, we've got no, we've not bought no players and, you know, it, it feels like the sky's falling in, but I'm actually really positive for the season. Like I, I think we've got a progressive coach and a, and a decent ownership and it was stale and we needed to change. And so I was quite excited about the game. I wasn't confident we'd win. I don't think this first three games at home before, well, this and, and the two home games before the international break are, are indicative of our season. But I was I was quite excited for the new season. I think a new manager playing progressive, front foot, high tempo football with a high press uh, is, is, a really, is a really good thing for us. I, I think we'd gone a little bit stale under Nuno. I love Nuno, he's a legend. So I, I wasn't sort of doom and gloom and going to get pumped by Leicester. I thought we might lose, but let's see how it goes. And I mean, first half was was fine. Like I, I don't think we we played that well, but um, but second half was was as you guys have said on the, on previous calls, quite similar to the Celta Vigo game. We just we pumped them. I mean, there were there were there were. I mean, you know as much as I do. There are moments today where you look at the Wolves have got the ball in centre midfield, and there's like seven players ahead of Neves in the box or around the box. You're like mad, isn't it? You want to see that last that year? Hasn't happened in a year and a half. Like. He's got options off the ball. Were like, you like really excited watching us play today? Well, I mean, I mean, I was in the stadium seeing how we play, but how we were moving the ball around and switching it and playing, and we were it was wave after wave after mate, wave. Mate, it was the so off. good. It was so. I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, I, I love I love wolves. Like I, I always get excited about wolves, but today seeing seeing Marcel overlap Adama to like bring the ball into the box, and there's four people waiting for a cross, like. That hasn't happened for so long. Like, I mean, we can we can ignore COVID and, and how we've played before, but just seeing wave after wave of Wolves players attacking was honestly it was beautiful. I mean, especially second half. That there's there's half an hour section in the second half where like we're gonna we're gonna win the league. I mean, we're not. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, I get quite excited. <laughs> we, we, we're 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 a few signings away from being really really good, really good. I mean, if we don't sign anybody, if we if we stick with this squad and don't buy anyone else. We'll finish tenth to thirteenth. If we get a mobile, a mobile centre half, a decent mobile centre midfielder, and that's it, two signings, then I think we're top eight. Like I think well, there's there's so many 
so many pieces of this puzzle falling into place. And if we I get, thought, um, and if we add to that another striker to back yeah, up Raul, do you think yeah, we could absolutely. be, be top seven? I mean, I mean, yeah, no. yeah seriously. I mean, I, th- I, th- I thought, I thought. I mean, two things are Raul. I think number one. No, three things. He played 90 minutes, which is amazing. Like, I mean, the fact that he's, he was on there for 90 minutes is, I think, just awesome. Number two, he was defending corners and, like, heading the ball out. Like, the guy's back. Like, he's, he's fully, like, fixed. His head's Psychologically right. as well. Yeah, psychologically. Like, that was the biggest thing for me. I think number three, he's, he's not quite match fit, which is totally normal. Like, he hasn't played football for, was it, like, you know, Eight almost months. a year. Um, so I have no worries about Raul at all now. Yeah, we, we, we're just a couple of signings away. I, I think there's a, a few issues that I noticed that we get we get sort of cut through quite easily. You know, there was it was a, a couple of times when it was a pass from the centre half through midfield and then from midfield through to the strike and they were through. You know, like it, that's that's way too easy to get cut up. We have we, we lack a little bit of legs in the middle uh, of both defence and midfield. And if we can if we can overcome that or sort of you know bring some people in. I think we're really close. I think we're really close to doing something really quite special. Because if you think if you think about front line, I mean, today we've got Trincao, who was quite quiet first half, but I thought second half was really dynamic. I mean, he's quite he's quite slight. He needs to bulk up a little bit and get used to the sort of the pace of the Premier League. But one touch football, like flicking it off, trying things that are interesting, coming inside, you know, like it didn't always work. But I can see what he's trying to do, and I, I like it, you know. And we've got Pudence and Neto to come back with Raul and Fabio, maybe one more striker. Like our front six is like top four, top five, you know. <laughs> the, the issue, the issue, the issue is, is that we lack a little bit of pace in the middle of the park. I, I think Neto, uh, not sorry, Neto, uh, Neves, uh, Martinho, Dodonka, as Larja said, they're all quite similar. They're all one paced, you know. There's not a lot of legs in there, and I think also at the back, you know, Cody. Sice, Kilman played well, but we, we're just lacking a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of pace, a little bit of aggression. I think, I two think we do lack the pace. Do like pace. Yerson's got a bit of pace on him. Yeah. Uh, who's out injured. But Mate, I, 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 I tell don't... you what, finishing with you tonight is just like so positive. I'm loving it. I'm start I'm I'm starting to believe we can win the league as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, things are like if you who who else would you want to be if you if you look, take away the top four who I mean and that's the big six is done right it's the top four now so the top four clubs and they spent a ton of money they're out they're out of sight to a degree everything else you're in and around it like there's no other team that from like sort of fifth down has spent a lot of money or done a, a ton of business that I feel sort of jealous of I mean Villa have bought a bit but they've lost Grealish they they got pumped at, at Watford today who were terrible I mean Villa are awful. I mean, no, no, no real clubs are buying anybody. I mean, this team is better than the team that finished the end of last season because we've got Raul back and we've got Trincao. If we had two more, we're up there, really. I mean, I like maybe I'm being way too optimistic, but I, I, I think mate, I'm loving really the good. optimism, mate. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm starting to feel, re- you know, I'm pumped. I want to go out there and play. You got me motivated. <laughs> and I, and I think I think there's going to be some really interesting signings coming up, like. I don't think I don't think Bruno does an interview where he says we've identified three to four players. Um, keep the pace, keep, keep the pace, players, the Germans. We've talked about it. We know what we want. They know what we want. There's no it's way coming, isn't it? If no one's coming in, there's no way he's saying I want my team to dream of the of the opposite. Well, was it, was it? I want two for each position, and I want them to go to bed thinking about their sort of like com- competitor for that position. There's no way he's saying that if he's not getting more players in. I, I, th- I think. It's I think We've got we've got two weeks to go. I mean, 
how I see this this sort of this this sort of three games three games before the international break is a bit like a sort of a, a sort of extended preseason. You know, like we we will sort of like hone our, uh, our tactics, we'll hone our sort of way of playing, we'll bring some new players in, and then we'll have the international break, and then after that is when it really goes off. Saying that, I think we're going to pump Tottenham next week. I think I think Nuno's return, I think us playing attacking football under large, I think it's written in the stars. We're going to we're going to do them two 0 Oh my! You know it. You know it. Oh, look at this, Katie Merricks. I love it, Merv. The optimism is great. Let's have more. I'm loving it, mate. To finish off on then, um, who are you going to give your man of the match to? Um, because it's been the Kilman show apart from Troyori once and what's your performance rating for tonight? I mean, Kilman was ace. I mean, I, I think we should take a moment to appreciate that Kilman at one point in a move was at, was from his defence and he was in the box taking on people having a shot. I mean, like, at what point have we seen a Wolf Centre of? since Dean Richards or Lescott, like, marauding forward that far, not from a set piece. I think that's that's honestly amazing. So for that alone, I'll give it Kilman as my man of the match. Uh, first half a six, uh, second half an eight and a half. Absolutely. And um, to finish off with, Sam says he wants a point of what Matt's been drinking, please, bartender. Absolutely. And chaotic. Uh, we're all motivated by Matt. Katie, this has made my night. Um, absolutely, absolutely right. Fantastic. And Chaotic Rangers finishing with top four easy. Well, you can't finish with more points than that. It's done. Mate, I'll tell you what, we do start struggling in the season. Wolves need to get you on a plane into the dressing room because like, I'm believing now that we can do it. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks ever so much, mate. I'll talk, I'll talk to you next week. Now, don't forget to send in your IFR as well for the international yeah, fan too. It, but try and find some light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for having me on. You're welcome, mate. Brilliant. Thanks Happy a lot. Mate. Have a good one. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, well, that's Matt finishing off the show. And talk about finishing with positivity. Uh, absolutely uh, amazing. Listen, guys, it's been a fantastic show. It's been the first one back. If you want to get on the show for next week uh, after yeah, the Tottenham game, don't forget to get in touch with uh, myself uh, on Instagram or Twitter, Dazzling Dave, or uh, leave a comment in the uh, the channel below or drop a message to the Always Walls Facebook page. Um, I do think I do want to thank everyone that's been in the uh, the comments and the chat. Uh, please smash a like. And, of course, I want to thank all my guests tonight that have come on. It's been an absolutely brilliant show. Obviously, we had no Amy tonight uh, because she was... Uh, off um, at a party with some of her friends, but she'd probably be back for, for next week. Uh, Cass says, Faf's show. If you're watching this back on YouTube or you're listening to it back on the uh, the Always Wolves uh, podcast, um, thank you very much for joining. Please leave some positive reviews. And I very much hope that you've enjoyed this. And one thing that I do want to say is look out for the match day vlog It'll be out sometime on Sunday. This is my uh, fan's eye view of the uh, the day today uh, through my eyes, going to the stadium with all the fans and some of the action. So make sure you check that out and make sure you've got the bell notifications on uh, as well. And everyone's saying thank you. Brilliant show from Carl, from Merv, and um, Joe saying it's a great show. From me... To all of you and to your families, uh, wherever you are watching and listening in the world, all the best. Uh, the joy and the pain of supporting Wolves 
We might have lost today, but we've had a lot of joy getting back into the stadium and watching a positive, positive performance from myself. Always Wolves. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.